Hello, world. This is the I'm Inevitable podcast. This is a film. This is a film and television podcast. I believe this is episode nine, if I remember correctly. Um, my name is Caleb Chase. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Hello, world. Hope y'all good too. Yes, um, we're here for episode nine. Um, today we want to talk about um Ted Lasso. Uh, season three is premiering on Apple TV on when this upcoming Wednesday, and um, we kind of wanted to go back and talk about it and then look forward and uh, talk about Ted Lasso into the future. Um, Ted Lasso is a show I really had no idea about. Chase, you introduced it to me, and I've been binge-watching it the mm-hmm. last few days. Um, just kind of tell me how you found out about Ted Lasso and what got you interested in watching it. I mean, kind of like you, word of mouth. I heard people talking about it online, had a couple friends. And I'm like, let me see what the fuss is about. And like two three episodes in, I fell in love. I'm like, okay, I like what they're doing. I like the storytelling. Ted is an interesting guy. Like, yeah. So I was sold, like, from the jump. Yeah. Um, I've been binge watching the last few days, and I didn't know what to expect. I'm not a soccer mm-hmm. fan. I don't know anything about soccer, so I figured there's going to be I mean, some I'm not up there like that either. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of figured there's going to be some weird white people show. But um, I, I, I like wrong it. by that. I, I, <laughs> but it's a no. good one. Yeah, um, I like it. It's a it's a really good show. Um, it's funny, but it's not. It's it's one of those shows that like people in it don't really. It's you can tell people don't really take themselves seriously. But it's not like mm. a complete joke. You know, it's got some right. serious. It's got it's got some serious elements. Um, this dude Jason Sudeikis. Um, <laughs> I watched a couple of his other movies before. I knew about him, but. I don't know. He's he's uh he's he's really good in the show. He's funny. The little accent he puts on the mustache. I would say this is like his opus, like his best work as an actor. Nothing against his other roles, but like for him to one produce it and two like star in it and kill the role the way he has. Yeah, no, Jason Sudeikis is goaded for the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing I find most interesting about it is like outside of him, like. I've never seen or heard of any of these other people on the show at all. And like, I don't have any issues with it. Like, I, I think nah. they're all, I think they're all great. Um, like, did you know any of these other actors prior to watching this show? So um, one of them, actually, yeah. My favorite character in the show, Roy Kent. You're also familiar with him, too. He's Hercules in Marvel. <laughs> oh, in that post-credit scene? Yeah. He's going to be Hercules in whatever they end up having him in the next Thor or who knows. But yeah, so he's the one I'm really familiar with. Um, Rebecca, the owner, she's been on Game of Thrones. So I've known her through that. But her uh, character on there is completely different from her character on Ted Lasso. So like, I didn't even put the pieces together until I was like looking up her IMDb. But yeah, outside of that, yeah, it's a lot of British actors, guys just up and coming, and then Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it definitely works for me. Um, going back to seasons one and two, um, like what were some of your favorite moments in the show, or do you have any favorite characters or moments from them that really stood out to you? Like, what are some of your favorite episodes from this show? So, um, as I said earlier, Roy, he's my favorite character on the show. I like his attitude, his contrast with everyone else. Like you said, he's he doesn't take himself too seriously, but he's also not trying to be like in your face funny, but somehow he still manages to do so. And um him getting together with Keely, 
bro, that cliffhanger, <laughs> the episode where uh, he takes her back home and then just walked off, bro. <laughs> I was crying laughing because I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> but I'm just like, all right, so is this man in the closet? Is he on bullshit with her because of her relationship with Jamie? Like, <laughs> what is going on here? And then eventually he does end up getting with her. But yeah, no, that shit killed me the first time I saw it. Yeah, um, I don't have any particular favorite episodes, but I'd say my favorite character is um Rebecca. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. She's just a she's just an interesting character, and like I think like her character arc from season one up until now has been kind of it's been kind of crazy to watch. I mean, you know, I kind of assumed she was just gonna yeah. be like you know like like the bossy in your face, you know, leader of the whatever she is. She like she owns the team, I guess. Yeah, she's the owner now. After yeah, the divorce, with her yeah, husband. she she's the owner. I just kind of, I kind of figured she was going to be an asshole and mean everybody the entire time. But you know, it's season two and on, like she kind of opened up to Ted and Keely, mm-hmm. and you know, like I love, I love this, I love the episode sequences when her when Keely is like trying to help her find a boyfriend or whatever. Like those were pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah, those were pretty funny. Um, but overall, I like her as a character. Like she was kind of asshole to Ted at first, but she kind of transformed. You know, to and I, I like where her character is now. Mm, no, she was definitely plotting on him earlier on in the series, but um, I would say that's the beauty of Ted. Like he somehow manages to bring the best out for everyone, not even just his players. Like you see it with the owner, his assistant coach Nate, fucking um, the people throughout the town, like just interacting with them. Like yeah, that man is. Everything he touched turns to gold, except his marriage. <laughs> but he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I I can't lie, man. I really, I really like what this dude did in this show, man. Because like, I just leave every every episode like feeling good about it. Like, I don't know his personality in the show. It's just amazing, bro. You're rooting for him. Like, I've met people like that before. They're like just in your face, like upbeat and perky or whatever. And sometimes I can get a little draining, but seeing Ted do it, it's like, okay, nah, I would have a beer with this guy. I would have no issue being around yeah. him. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to season three. Is there, what do you think is going to happen? Is there a specific storyline you're looking forward to seeing? So uh, two in particular for me, uh, Sam and Rebecca, hopefully that continues. I was so proud of my boy when that happened, when he, uh, landed at because like me and uh herm were talking like as we're watching it like man is rebecca gonna hook up with any of the players and like he threw out sam out there just as like nah no way and then lo and behold it actually happened so like i'm hoping that continues on a high note also uh this nigga nate being a villain now like i'm really curious to see where that's gonna go because you could kind of tell, like, in the beginning, he did take the soccer shit seriously. Like, he knew more soccer than Ted or Coach Beard did, but he just didn't have, you know, the resume to, like, really be a coach until Ted took him under his wing. And now, like, that he's feeling some type of way, ended up coaching the rival club. I'm curious to see, like, is he going to be, all right, I know exactly what they want to do, this and that. Is he going to be, like, a perfect foil to Ted? Or is he going to be overwhelmed and go back to his old self? So those are the two main ones I'm looking forward to. How about you? <laughs> what you just said, the whole Nate part of it, because 
I don't know. I, I knew one of them dudes was gonna turn on Ted. If it was, was gonna be Nader, who's the other guy with the beard? I don't know his name. Oh, Coach Beard. It's yeah, just beard. Oh, Coach Beard. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured one of them was gonna turn on him, and it was Naden. Is that last episode was coming up? You can kind of tell something like that was going to happen, but mm-hmm. I, I'm I, I I just can't wait to see like the conversations they have as opposing coaches. Like it's good. It's gonna be funny. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I can't wait for it. No, the banter is gonna be wild. I'm here for it too. Also, yeah. um, speaking of Beard, his episode, a really good episode. It didn't really have shit else to do with anything else in the series, but I'm glad we got like a look into his mind and like what's going on with him. Yeah. So maybe we get another Coach Beard episode out of it. That'd be something I'd look forward to as well. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be some new characters introduced. I'm not really sure in what kind of capacity. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do think I do think it's time for Ted to have like some little romance go on in this show because like yeah, I'm gonna be honest. This season one, like I, I was just assuming that he was going to end up hooking up with either Rebecca or Keely at some point. It never happened. I so. was thinking that too. It's it's. I bet it's going to happen at some point this season with somebody. I don't know who, but well, no, he def- got um he got together with um was it Rebecca's friend. I'm blanking on her name, but brunette. Yeah. They were in the hotel. It was like right after he had his panic attack and shit. So yeah, he got him a little side thing of thing. I don't know if he'll continue with that. He seems like a southern gentleman. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like a one-off, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. But um, yeah, that was our Ted Lasso preview coming up. Uh, we're probably gonna start doing three podcasts a week where we do instant reactions on wednesday nights after after the episodes air that's definitely something we're looking into doing uh uh, yeah yeah we'll we'll definitely see as uh as time goes on coming up this week but um yeah let's let's go ahead and move on to a different topic uh you know going around in the in the superhero movie world you know there's been some announcements lately you know that there's a batman cape crusader coming to amazon prime soon and then, you know, James Gunn tweeted today that they're working on a Wonder Woman animated series. Um, Chase, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, DC kind of kicks Marvel's ass when it comes to the animation, you know, and, and it's kind of <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's and it's been a while since Marvel had some really good animated shows. I know they got the X-Men 97 animated coming back this summer, which I'm really looking forward to. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, X-Men I, I, Evolution was good too. Yeah, X-Men Evolution was like all, all, all early the 2000s. All, all the X-Men shows are great, but I do think they kind of struggle with like these Avengers shows they tried to make recently. It's really seemed like they've tried to make animated shows that connected with the actual MCU. And I don't know, they just they just don't really work for me. There's some of them I like, others I don't like. But yeah, you know, let me ask you, man, if, if Kevin Feige came up and asked you, like. You know, who's the one character we need to do an animated project on? Who would you choose in Marvel? All right. You're going to hate me because it's not just one. I would like to see something Avengers-centric, but not with just one group in particular. You remember Justice League, Justice League Unlimited? You had your main cast, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Aquaman. But every other episode, you know, we're seeing what Shazam's up to. We're seeing what Martian Manhunter's up to. Hawk Girl, you know, as big as MCU is, like they have the roster to do something like that. So if you want to just make like an Avengers Unlimited, whatever you would call it, you know, you can have your main cast every now and again. 
get us the Fantastic Four in there with y'all. Get us Ant-Man or, you know, Spider-Man. Join him into the fray and really pull it together the way they have with the movies. And actually make it something that, like, adults would mind, wouldn't mind watching, too. Because the thing I feel like they've been doing with the last couple, like, animated attempts, it's it's more kid-focused, you know? Like, I know they had a Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. Spider-Man's had a couple cartoons and shit. But I feel like they're missing the mark because you don't have that that nice medium. Justice League Unlimited was gritty. Like, yeah, it was coming on Cartoon Network. But, like, when shit was serious, you got a sense of it, you know? They had the tone right. Marvel, yeah, they haven't captured that yet with their animated stuff. So I would like to see them do that. Get a little bit more gritty and honestly, yeah, go through a bunch of characters. Like, because, yeah, the movies, you're not going to get them all together as much as we want. So that would be my my preference. I'm going to be honest with you, man. We had the same fucking answer. We had the same <laughs> fucking answer. I literally said that in my head, bro. Justice League Unlimited. But Hell nah. obviously an Avengers level show. But to me, even to go back to what you said, like have everyone in Marvel available because everybody in mm-hmm. Justice League Unlimited, most of them people aren't even comic book Justice League members. They were just added right. into the show. But it's pretty much just like a DC Universe show. And you can make a mm-hmm. Marvel Universe show. You know, and the, the MCU's had problems. Yeah. They, the MCU's had problems because they haven't had rights to everybody. They haven't been able to do Fantastic Four True. and X-Men and Deadpool until now. But, you know, have all them people in like the same kind of universe, man. It'd be, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Like, that's what the people want. And as dope as, you know, these um, variants and going back in time stuff is like, no, just have it a world where like they're all in the same area, same time frame, you know? Yeah, but Guardians of the Galaxy can still be out in space and come back down every now and again. Same with Captain Marvel. And, uh, you know, Tony Stark's going to be in New York. Captain America could be wherever. Black Widow's going to be around the world. Just come back together. Yeah. Um, but if I was to add another one, you know, so we don't have the same one, I would I, I would like to see like an animated Namor series. Ooh, you know, because be like because Namor, Namor's technically the oldest Marvel character ever. Like he was the he was the first ever Marvel character, I'm pretty sure, in the comic books. But oh, damn, like okay. But, you know, like, dude, this dude in Wakanda forever, bro. Like, he was fucking shit up. This actor, Tenoco Huerta, like, he was fucking amazing. But, like, I just feel like not a lot of people know about Namor outside of that movie. And, you know, do an animated show, you know, it gives us an origin story for him, a full story. Yeah. And with and with, and with him being a mutant who, you know, has winged feet, you know, like, it, it, it looked cool in the movie. But that's, the, that's one of them type of features that, like, looks amazing in animation. Yeah. No, I feel like he would definitely translate well to uh, being animated. And that would be a dope concept for a show. If they got more into uh, the Wakanda side of things, too, like, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, and the thing about Namor is he's not fully a villain. Like, he's an antihero. Like, there's points in times where mm-hmm. there's points in times where he's fighting against the Fantastic Four. There's also points in time where he's fighting with the Fantastic Four. 
You know, there's right. points there's points in times where he's working with Dr. Doom and there's times where he's against Dr. Doom. Like this is I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of stories you can tell with Namor and you know, I think an animated show with that character would really work. Yeah. And that would also be a fresh take, because usually, you know, you get superhero cartoons. It is for the kids more so than the adults, but like it's gonna be wholesome, feel good, the good guy wins. If you really give us a main character who has like questionable morals or make us question our own morals, like that's the type of TV show I'm here for. Like yeah. make me root for someone I wouldn't normally root for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, sticking stick sticking with Marvel and the MCU, you know, there's been a lot of talk with Secret Wars coming that possibly Chris Evans could come back as Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. could come back as Iron Man. Um there's been a lot of chatters that if should that happen or should it not happen? Like, what do you think? Like, do you think that would tarnish their legacies if they came back, if they came back at all? I don't think it would tarnish the legacy per se. I mean, I know they said they were done with it. It depends in like which context they would be coming back to me. Like me personally, I liked Cap and uh, Iron Man. So if we get them coming back, whether it's like on some time travel shit or like just like a cut scene from before they, you know, died, retired, whatever, like I'm here for it. I'm not mad at it. It just depends like what context are you bringing them back in? Like, what does it do for the story to have OG Iron Man and Captain America back? That's my biggest question with it. Yeah, I I agree. It's about the context. Like, if they came back, I wouldn't like be mad, but I do kind of think mm. it would to me like it, it kind of makes it kind of makes something like in-game pointless, man. It's like, what was the point? But yeah, like you said, it depends about the context. Like if it's in Secret Wars, as they come back, it's like variants of themselves. You know, then I'm with it because that that actually is supposed to happen. Does happen in Secret Wars where literally everybody comes back. So if that happens there, mm-hmm. cool. But I don't like. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Steve Rogers and Captain America four. I don't want to see Iron Man and Armor Wars. Like I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm good on that, man. Like just if they come back for Secret Wars, it's a one off. Cool. But I don't. I don't want to see them like actually come back into regular characters mm-hmm. into the MCU. I'm good on that. No, agreed. If they do, it should just be like a one-off or like flashback scene, like I said. Because, yeah, to just revive them or whatever, and it'd be the same person. Like, I know we're going to get Captain America again. Like, we technically already have it with Anthony Mackie. And uh, Ironheart, she's going to be the next Iron Man, Iron Woman, Iron Person, whatever you want to call it. So, like, yeah, we really don't need to bring them back, like, fully. I would be, yeah, I'd be against that. So, hopefully it's not in that vein yeah yeah for sure we both agree on that um switch things over to dc um you know it's been announced that you know the batman part two is going to start filming this november um you know there's a lot of chatter about who should the villain be um what do you think do you have a preference for who you want to be the villain in the batman 2 so um with the way that they're building the universe right now i feel like it should be an og like penguin or poison ivy but um personal preference just because we haven't seen this guy be a main villain in a movie yet clayface i really liked him as a character in uh, the wb batman like when they went into like his whole history him and bruce were good friends and then he just happened to get messed up so like i feel like that would be a dope take to do for 
this movie line also adds more uh, depth to Robert Pattinson's character because right now he's just like, you know, the broody, emo, young Batman. But if he had a really good friend, like even if they're not cool anymore, just someone who knew him before he was like that and could kind of bring some of that out of him, that would be dope to see. And then for it to end the way that it does end with those with that storyline, yeah, like that would be some good character development, I feel like, for Pat-Man. Yeah. Um, see, this is why I hated that ending of that movie where the, the whole Joker scene, because now I bet they feel like they have to have the Joker be the villain in the next movie, which which I, I kind of feel like they do, man. Like, what's the point of introducing him at the end of the movie for him not to even be involved no, in the agreed. second one? Um, now, I love Joker's my favorite character, so I won't be mad if that happens, but... I do think they should switch it up. Um, my preference yeah. would actually my preference would actually be the Court of Owls. Um, mm-hmm. That is a villain. Well, it's not one person, but you know, it's a group of villains. Yeah, a villainous organization. Yeah, it's an organization that we've never seen before in life. Well, except for in Gotham series, which I think they're I thought they were really good in the Gotham series, but never in a movie. Okay, I didn't get into Gotham. Yeah, too much. It, yeah, it was it was it was really good, but. Um, I do think in this movie, like bringing the court of vows to me, like that works because like, you know, we see what type of Batman this Robert Pattinson is, you know, he's a, he's a tough one. He doesn't care. He just wants to beat the shit out of people. You know, yeah. he, he showed Not that he's, action. He showed that he's physically strong, but I think the way to go at that Batman is to tear him down mentally, you know, kind of mm. what, kind of what Heath Ledger's Joker did in the dark Knight. You know, he kind of broke him mentally by, you know, getting Rachel the fuck out of there. But yeah, I think I think the court of vows that can really fuck with Bruce mentally. You know, he finds out that his dad and his mom were part of the court of vows. Like that probably destroy his fucking brain, you know? Yeah. And I think introducing that as a villain would work. I also think with how dark this movie was, I think Scarecrow, I think that works as a good villain. Ooh, Scarecrow would be a good one. You know. That's that's the beauty about Batman though. Like any like the Rogues Gallery is it's unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, like with with uh with the Riddler killing the district attorney in that movie, like that could make way for a Harvey Dent to come into play. You know, yeah. like they have like, like like they have real options. And when you said I love Clayface, I want to see Clayface. I don't think they're gonna do it because Clayface, you know, that it just he's definitely a B-tier villain for Batman, but I mean it, it ain't even that. I, I, he is a B-tier villain, but I think it's more of so like getting how do you like how do you do that on film? Because with these movies being so grounded and dark, you know, I think I think it's hard to make a character like Clayface in a movie like that. But okay, I feel that. I want I want that to happen though. I love I would love to see Clayface on screen. That'd be that'd be hard. Mm, another good one, uh Killer Croc. Again, it'd be probably harder to do like CGI versus just having a regular person as Penguin or whatever. But like, he's a villain that hasn't been done in a movie yet as well. And uh, yeah, he'd give Batman some work. Yeah, I do agree with you. Said Poison Ivy, though, man. Like, we, I, I miss. I need a Poison Ivy. I love Uma Thurman, but we need another Poison Ivy. Yeah, and I feel like Pattinson Batman. He'd play well against the Poison Ivy. He he needs that because you know, like we really didn't see him with any love interest in this movie. But if some chick is poison I were to come in and fuck with them, man, like that'd be that'd be mm-hmm. nice, that'd be a nice balance. Now yeah, loosen him up, and then like once he realized what's going on, he's like, fuck, 
got to get back in my mode, back in my zone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. To end the show, I think we're just going to do this every week where I ask you what's the last thing you watched. Uh, the last thing I watched was, um, I'm not finished with it either. It's uh, the movie, the movie, uh, The Departed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'd never seen it before, but you know, I want to. I still uh, haven't either. I've heard good things about it, though. Yeah, it won, it won Best Picture at the 07 Oscars, but it's got everybody in it Jack Nicholson, Matt Damon, Leo, fucking, mm, okay. uh, uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg, you know, and then oh, um, yeah, and then uh, my girl Vera Farmiga's in it. I re- I wanted to watch a movie with her that wasn't where she plays, you know, like the character she plays in The Conjuring. It was kind of weird yeah. to see her. it. was kind of weird seeing her play a regular human being instead of somebody that goes out chasing ghosts and stuff. So that right. was. Uh, I will admit though, she did have a bad Boston accent in this movie, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. But it's so far, it's really. Good. I'm like halfway through. I'm mean, I'm really enjoying. It's a, it's a really good crime movie. Um, but what about you? What, what you been watching? All right. So, uh, last thing I watched, uh, Last of Us. I have been tuned into that. I'm finna rewatch uh, episode nine. Get ready for the finale. But um, another good show I've been watching, Super Crooks. Tune into that. It's a Netflix original. It's by an American comic book creator, but it's animated by a Japanese studio. So it looks kind of like an anime. But yeah, main character figures out he has superpowers when he's in like middle school. Wants to, you know, do his big reveal, big introduction and ends up having like one of the worst like villain origin stories I've ever seen. And from there, it like fast forwards like 15 years. And now he's just this crook who goes around trying to get big scores. So it shows you the superhero world from the side of the villains. It's very good. It's only one season, but yeah, I'm almost through with it. So yeah, highly recommend to anyone who has not seen that. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, well. That's all we got for today. That's all we got for today on uh, today's show. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Yeah. We'll be back on Thursday. We're going to rank our top three DCEU movies with Shazam for you. The gods coming out this Friday. Make sure you go check that out. But yeah, it's been well. We will uh, we will see you all next on. Well, not next week. We'll see you all on Thursday. Later, y'all.